This Satellite Sisters podcast is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters for your free audiobook download. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to go. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. It is Tuesday, September 23rd, 2014. I'm here with my usual Tuesday sister, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Jewel. Welcome back. <laughs> Hey, Leanne. I'm happy to be back. Glad to be back on the show. And I've got some great news about my new granddaughter that I want to share with you. All right. And we have some, we have quite a show today. We have some fantastic social science news. We're going to tell you about dads in the empty nest and why delaying adulthood might be a good idea. Just don't tell your 20-something kids if they're hanging around. Julie, <laughs> uh, you have some, what do you have? You have wedding to food trends and no, fall and fashion. Fall fashion trends, Leanne, brought okay. to you by our good friends, those girls at Chico's. I've got some statements for you, Leanne, that I know you can make. <laughs> okay. And then let's face it, people. I mean, I've been waiting 20 years for that episode of Outlander. <laughs> The what? wedding episode, we've got Sister Satchnatch. That episode was rated M for mature, but I'm afraid we're going to be a little immature when we talk about it. Don't you think, Joel? <laughs> just... I'm getting hot flashes right now, Liam. <laughs> so just hang on for that. Uh, but first, Julie, you were in Brooklyn last week. You were on Nana duty. You have a new granddaughter, Josephine. How'd it go? How was the whole operation? Leanne, I'm happy to report that uh, Josephine is doing well and her parents are doing well. Slightly stunned. The parents are still slightly stunned by the whole thing. But they, everybody, we had a very, very good week. And she's a gr- she's adorable and a, as you know, and a great baby. So I enjoyed it. But Leanne, you remember, mom came to help help me when I had uh, my, my sons and helped and came to help you when you had your sons and she would come on assignment. Remember? Yes. She'd show yes. up with her suitcase loaded with food. And, uh, but her first rule every time she came on assignment to help babysit was try not to break anything. Right. That was, that's rule number <laughs> yes. one, right? When you go as a Nana, if you're a new grandmother, you know what I'm talking about. You just, you want to go to their house or apartment and you just, you don't want to break anything. Um, mom managed to do that most of the time, right? The disposal, the washing machine, something was always going on the fritz, but I'm happy to say, Leanne, I got in and out of Brooklyn without breaking anything. So that was good. <laughs> Number two, I think you need to talk less when you're on assignment. Like, of course I have a lot of advice. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I'm happy to give advice. Most people are not happy to receive my advice, but I'm happy to give it. But I was very cautious because I think in particular, this generation of parents, they know everything, Liam. They know everything. You know, they they have watched all the videos. Uh, my son had some totally new way to calm a baby because he had seen a video uh, on it um, that's supposed to replicate what the baby is like in utero. And so, okay, whatever. If that, if that's what he wants to do, you know, for soothing the baby, that's fine. Um, they, they just, you know, they knew everything about pregnancy. They knew everything about childbirth. Um, they, you know, they have apps on their phones now, Leon, that, that can actually soothe the baby. They're like shushing noises. So really? like, 
back with a whoosh. whoosh. Yes. So if you don't have time to do that, you can just set up <laughs> the phone. Okay. So you can't tell them anything. Okay. So that you just have to keep your mouth, you know, stay low profile. Keep your, keep your mouth closed most of the time. Keep the food coming, Leon. That is part of my theme when I co- when I go to help. You know, I want to make sure that the new mom has is hydrated, that she is, you know, she has, you know, a hot breakfast. I mean, I don't give my husband a hot breakfast. <laughs> I don't eat a hot breakfast. But every day we had French toast or we had eggs, eggs and bacon. We had we had good meals, Leon. So, um, and I think I try always to be very reassuring. Whatever they want to do, that's I feel like that. You know, because you know you know how it is. It's you know you're. You're shaky, right? Yeah, you, you are. Yes, physically, emotionally. Yes, you're just you're you're destabilized. The whole experience is destabilizing <laughs> for both parents. Yeah. I think. I mean, that's clear. So, but I, I, you know, I, um, I think it was very successful. I think they, uh, they both felt like I was a help, and that's good. But I have to tell you, Leanne, if you have not been around babies or baby equipment. Uh, like in the last 10 or 15 years, you may not be aware that there has been a revolution in baby products. I mean, the Swedes and the Germans have taken <laughs> over babies, baby products and they have re-engineered, redesigned everything. Leon, do you realize now there are glow-in-the-dark pacifiers, okay? Oh, that's yes. smart. Is Of course it's smart, Leon. They've thought of everything. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. They have strollers, okay, that have like 40 different positions, that have sun shields, <laughs> bug nettings. They have Velcro everywhere, except they also have... Um, sections on the stroller that are um, with flaps that have magnets because, you know, Velcro can be very loud and that can wake up a sleeping baby. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. They thought of everything. (laughs) You know, now they have moisture strips on the diapers. Now, I'm from the first, my kids were were in the first generation of disposable diapers where the tabs didn't even reseal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you you know the public humiliation of like you take, you know, you wanted to check to see if the diaper was dry. You open it up, you can't reseal it, so you take out the duct tape and you re- <laughs> and you reattach the diaper with duct tape, and then your toddler would be walking around with duct tape on the on the diaper. But no more, Leon. You don't even have to open the diaper because they have like a a strip. Oh, like, that's what you mean by moisture strip. I thought it was a, like a moisturizer. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, oh they, they probably have that too, Leanne. The product pro- proliferation in the diaper aisle is enormous. But they have um, they have a st- color-coded strip. I think the color coding is backwards, but uh, it's yellow if it's dry and blue if it's wet. I get. I see what you mean. You see what I mean? Yeah. I feel like they should. They, that may be something in the next generation they may want to reverse, but that's just their uh, position. But one of my new favorite things that they have, Leanne, and um, is something that my daughter-in-law is using right now. It's, um, it's a nursing pillow. It's called My Breast Friend. Okay, My Breast <laughs> Okay. Yes, Leon. And what it is now, just imagine you can look it up, but I'm, just, I'm looking it up. That's I like a pun. I like a breastfeeding pun. My breast friend. Okay. It, imagine you're a cigarette girl at like the Copa Cabana Club. Mm. So you get this thing. It's like a life preserver you put around your waist. It's fabric coated. Okay. And that it's, it creates like a shelf 
So it's very easy to nurse smaller babies and, and the shelf, because it goes all the way around your waist, it provides you with back support so that you sit up straight when you're nursing. Right. You that's s- quite an apparatus. I'm looking yes. at it now. That's Ooh, that is a flotation device. It's a, it could be used as a flotation device. <laughs> it's a PFD. Yeah. It's a personal flotation device. Okay, but what I like about my breast friend, it, it comes in in you know fabrics, you know fun prints. They look like they're Marimekko prints on on the cover of this. Of course, it's totally washable, but it also has a small pouch and a keychain. So I'm imagining that if you own a My Breast Friend, they just assume that you're going out on the town with this thing around your waist so that you're ready to breastfeed at, at any moment. <laughs> I don't know, Lynn. I don't know. <laughs> but- this looks so complicated to get in place with a screaming, crying baby. Is it? No. Is that? No, you just you just slap it on. Do you just we, wear we, it around all day? You could wear it around all day, Leanne. <laughs> you could, you know, when the UPS man comes to the door, you could have my breast friend on. There you go. Just put the package right on the shelf. I think it's there may a- be an alternative use for older ladies too. That's. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm just saying. Okay, I, I okay. see it. Okay, that that is something. So that that is. But it's just a marvel, and it's so great for new moms because so many of these things are so helpful, and they're so well-designed, and they look good, and it just, it makes everything just a little bit easier, and that's good. But on the other hand, Leanne, the other big trend in in parenting, and maybe you're aware of this, is attachment parenting. Have you yes. heard this yes. trend? Mm-hmm. This is and uh, this now, was just starting when my kids were little. There was, you know, there was an outcropping of attachment parenting with Dr. Sears's book. So yeah, yeah, yes. I believe in it to a certain extent. Yes, I mean it. You know, has many benefits. Mm-hmm. That you know, it, a closeness to the child, the comfort the self-esteem, but essentially uh, attachment parenting, as far as I can tell, is you are taking a gunny sack and you're throwing your baby in a gunny sack and you're wearing it around all the day. (laughs) Am I right? Okay. I know we're going to get some comments about that, but I mean, that's- Well, it's not a big pram like like, uh, Prince George was in. You're not getting the pram with that. (laughs) No, you are not. No, you wear it. You are supposed, because that Dr. Sears book, of course, my son and daughter-in-law have that. Um, And I was reading that this past week. You wear your child. That's what you're supposed Mm -hmm. to do. Now, but if you do that, see, this is what I I don't understand because you have two competing trends. You have the trends in terms of all this product innovation. I mean, Josephine has a play map that has an interactive solar system on it. Okay, so if you're in the gunny sack, you're going to miss out on the solar system, Lynn. You see what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I just so, but at the same time, many, many pediatrician practices in New York are, you know, you know, some are specializing in attachment parenting. That must be some waiting room showing up. All, Everybody all just draped in the breast friend and the baby. I'm surprised you can wear the baby and the breast friend at the same time. It's I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's New York. Okay. But so. No, um, I do. There's a lot to like about it. I mean, yes, you know, yes. generally if you nurse and you decide not to let the baby cry it out and you let the baby sleep in your bed, those are all attachment parenting, pro- yes. uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. You it, wear your child. Yeah. That's, that's what, what you're supposed to do. 
You didn't, were you in the generation before baby Bjorns? Did you have a baby Bjorn? I had a baby Bjorn, but we, we didn't like that. Okay. See, I loved it. So I I liked it. It was nice. No, I'm not, I'm obviously I'm (laughs) suggesting you should be close to your baby, but I also am so enamored with like, like they have a swing pod thing. That is, these things are so cool and so beautiful looking and they look like so much fun that I would hate to miss out on that because I had the babies <laughs> in the gummy sack. Okay, that's that's all I'm saying. But this one, it's one grandmother's op- opinion. Now, Leon, I will say there is one product that I, I do believe needs more work. Okay, and that is the electric breast pump. Have you seen these things? Have well, you? I mean, I had. I think a, I had an electric one. Okay. Okay. That's right. That's the sound. They, they, they really, they do sound exactly like a small hydraulic fracking rig. Yeah. Uh, they, they're very noisy. Okay. And they look like something that maybe it's like some Lady Gaga outfit gone wrong yeah. or something. I mean, I just feel like if we can have like electric cars that don't make any noise, <laughs> That's we true. should be able to come up with with better electric breast pumps for the moms. That's that's all I'm saying. Okay. Yes. That if does... a car can sneak up on you, a breast pump should be able to sneak up on you. <laughs> exactly. That's a good rule. Okay. Okay. Now, Leanne, there's one other thing that I want. Speaking of breast pumps, I, I've heard this now. I have two confirmed reports of this happening in Los Angeles. And uh, these are working moms that are in Los Angeles. They have young children and they need to uh, pump milk while they're working and they're very busy. So they have decided that the best time to do this is while they're commuting because many of these women have 35, 40 minute commutes, hour commutes, you know, to work. So they have the electric breast pump operating while they're behind the wheels on the 405, Leanne. Okay. Have you seen this? No. Are you aware of this? No. Okay. You have not heard of this? No. Okay. No. It's apparently You know this- what? People are doing all kinds of things in their cars in LA. It's, yes. it's, it's your sanctuary. You feel like no one can see in the windows. You know, that's why we don't take public transportation so we can be alone in our cars. So, you know, I guess if people can fax in their cars and microwave in their cars, why not pump breast milk in your car? <laughs> Why not? All right. Well, I want you to be on the lookout for this, Leanne, because uh, I think that's something. I mean, I just would hate to be. Can you imagine being in an accident, even a fender okay. bender? Now, now you sound like a grandma. All right. Just, <laughs> I mean, they're not naked. They're just, I'm sure. I know. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm just, I would feel badly for them. Again, have you seen what you have to wear the rig for the, for the electric breast okay. pump? It's just. The whole the whole situation with pumping your breasts is so de- it's very dehumanizing. It's the opposite of breastfeeding. So if people are going to give it a whirl and really try for it, I just want to be supportive, even if I it's in too. the car. Uh, listen, I, I am I totally do. Leo. Okay, I'm very pro. You know, you know, I'm very pro yes. nursing. I, I mean, I just. I think they should make it easier for working moms. That's all I'm going to say. I think the Swedes, the Germans, you need to get to work on the electric breast pump because that seems to be about the only thing that hasn't been re-engineered yet. I can see that in an Audi. If they have seat heaters, they should just have a built-in breast pump. You just pull it right out of the dashboard, attach it, go somewhere to your cup holder. I don't know. Okay, get to work on that, car engineers.
Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what, what I'm recommending. By the way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz, you know, we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, <laughs> because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift-giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and FrameBridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but FrameBridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you are like- going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. Okay, Leanne. Well, that's it. So um, I just, it was a glorious week. Um, There's... 
there's you know there's nothing so special as as a grandchild so it was it was just a wonderful week with Josephine and her parents they're off to a great start um and um uh, i hope to get back there soon have they called you crying yet since you've left 48 hours ago, 36 hours no, ago? No, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, they did look a little pale. Yeah. Like, well, they're always pale, those two. So, <laughs> and skinny. They are. They're the, yeah. So. The baby's plumping up nicely. Oh, good. The two of them are still pale and skinny. Yes, that's right. All right. I did want to mention a great gift for Nana's out there. Uh, one of our listeners, Jill Kennedy, is a writer and illustrator, and she's created a wonderful set of books uh, so you can explain to your children or grandchildren why they were born in the month of December or the month of January or the month of February or the month of March. Each book has its own each month has its own book and uh, Jill is doing this effort all on her own. So she did start a Kickstarter campaign. I'm going to put a, a link to it at the Satellite Sisters blog where we have the show listings here. If you want to get in on this, if you have a bunch of grandchildren born in a bunch of different months, there are all kinds of levels you can support um, Jill's project and get a whole bunch of books. So for instance, for $50, you can get five books. So that's a pretty good grandma I gift 50 bucks five books it supports jill you know you can get uh for a whole set of books 120 dollars. so lots of different levels and um jill has posted a few things on the facebook page but she didn't want to spam but these are lovely books so i'm happy to support that so go to the satellite sisters page for the birth month books is what she's calling the project thanks jill for letting us know about that all right julie there were a couple of stories in the new york times this weekend sort of interesting social science I thought I would pass along. And the first one uh, I wanted to mention um, was uh, something about, um, you know, the empty nest syndrome, very familiar to mm -hmm. mothers as their children mm -hmm. leave the nest. Uh, and then they start to question, who am I? What am I doing? Boy, I miss them. What's going on? Well, apparently now, Julie, fathers are feeling the empty nest syndrome more than they ever did before. And they speculate it's because, um, you know, this generation of fathers has spent nearly triple the time with their kids that previous generations have. So that's that, amazing. That's an amazing statistic. Triple, triple the amount of time. Right. That's, but and so that makes sense that, yes, that they would, you know, because they have been so involved in their children's lives that when they when they finally do get out of the gunny sack and head off to college, um, that you know, it would be. <laughs> well, okay. You're gonna hear about uh, that. I know. <laughs> I know. But but when they go, you know, when they you know go off to work or college or whatever, that um that you would you know that the dads would miss them too. Yeah. Right? No, I hadn't really thought about that because you do think of this as either a a mother issue or a couple issue. You know, oh, as I've been having a lot of discussions with friends now because we're I'm in that age group where a couple of people I know have officially empty nest they're alone for the first time this year and i'll ask them what are you gonna do with each other <laughs> like what, what's gonna happen now and they're like i don't know so this uh this article in the times said there are a couple of dangers to this it, liza mundy is the author and she said you know first of all 70 percent of women work outside the home now 70 percent of mothers work mm -hmm. so what mothers see this as uh when their kids go off to work is an opportunity really to focus on their careers because oh. finally it they're not scheduling their work life 
around their children. And then that infamous second shift of work where they have mm-hmm. to come home and do the meals and the cleaning and taking the kids to the doctors. Okay. Right. That, even though fathers have spent more time with their kids, mothers are still picking up, uh, you know, all of that, a lot of that extra work. So women see this as a time of freedom now, like, wow, I can really concentrate on my career. And this is kind of jarring to husbands who see it as, well, now maybe we, I can spend more time with my wife. So mm-hmm. they're also seeing an uptick in divorce. Uh, oh, divorce okay. rates over for Americans over 50 have doubled since 1990. So, well, I, I think that's, I think that's true. I mean, I know of, you know, a number of people, a number of couples, you know, that either they, perhaps they stayed together until the kids went off to college, that that's, that is, that is not uncommon. Or I think a lot of people in their, you know, for, 50s feel like they're going to live to their 90. Right. And if they're not happy with their partner or their spouse and they they feel young and energetic, they decide that they want to make make those changes. Uh so there you go. That's just a cautionary thing. I think it is. <laughs> I mean, but there are many empty nesters that find it um you know, it's a great time for many people with their marriages because you do can devo- uh, devote more time you know, to, uh, to your spouse and you can, you know, do things that you've always loved to do. And now you have more time to do it. Yeah. So. I was kind of looking forward to it till I read yes, this article. I- so no. <laughs> no, actually, no, it's true. One interesting thing I was talking to a friend of mine and she mentioned the freshman 15 and I looked at her, I was like, what? She said, Oh, I- I've heard that. Like when you finally have the empty nest is the mother you put on 15 pounds. Cause you just go out to dinner more. <laughs> So I was like, okay, well, watch for that. So there are a lot of cautionary tales, but it's just an interesting perspective that men are deeply feeling this empty nest, but it is kind of a volatile time. And you're right. It's a time to sort of reassess and reevaluate your relationship and figure out what's next. So uh, get some hobbies. (laughs) Yeah, just renew your relationship. Don't throw it away. That's what I say. That's what I say. All right. Advice from Julie. Excellent. All right. Now, just when you thought the nest was empty, there was another article in the New York Times about the case for delayed adulthood. And this one was by Lauren Steinberg. And I thought this was interesting. Brenna sent this to me, satellite sister Brenna. Uh, She's in New Jersey. We have boys the same age. And I know she's having a hard time getting her kids off the couch into college, into whatever their post high school life is going to be. So we bonded over that. And Brenna sent me this one. And, um, in this case, social scientists are making the case that maybe it's an okay idea that, uh, today's 20 somethings have delayed adulthood. Um, because what it will do is actually, um, foster novelty seeking and the acquisition of new skills. All right. So Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) 
in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay. You know, we have raved about the Andaria algae body oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria collagen body oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting (laughs) rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair (laughs) because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair is really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And Pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E. Pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, Pros. Does that mean you grow up to be a clown? I guess. 
Yeah. Whoopee cushion acquisition. No. You know, the idea in 25, you know, in a previous generation, 25, you were married. You would have been, you know, working a full-time job for a couple of years, and you might even have kids. And today's 25-year-olds are more likely to still be students. They're only half as likely to be married, and they're 50% more likely to still be receiving financial assistance from their parents. So that all sounds bad, right? That sounds like, uh uh-oh, we've made a huge mistake. Uh, But apparently social scientists have figured out that um, this is still a period of adolescence in terms of your brain. And the brain has a period of plasticity. Plasticity, Julie. Think about it. Okay, I'm listening to this, Lee. Carry on. During which the brain is highly influenced by experience. So it's an opportunity of, of, it's an opportunity. It's a time of opportunity and vulnerability. There's a time you can learn a lot in this particular time. So if you, for instance, don't go to college or don't continue to learn new skills or don't continue to challenge yourself intellectually, if you get married and get early and get stuck in early patterns, you shut down the plasticity of your brain. Okay. But see, Liam, but that assumes that getting married or like getting a nine to five job is going to shut down your brain. But and it does. Some, but it but does. Somehow, but somehow like lying around on the couch watching The Simpsons <laughs> is, that is... That is better. No, that's not. I mean, they're not saying that you have to go out and have new experiences and learn new skills. They said just for instance, the difference between marriage, early marriage, where you do settle into patterns. Who's kidding who, right? You settle into patterns. You have a feeling like, well, I'm done with that period of my life. They said, compare that to sort of the dating mode where you have to be on guard and you have to be flexible and you happen to be open to new ideas. Like those are two very different experiences for your brain. One will help you retain the plasticity. Julie, I think I'm still retaining plasticity. Maybe that's what I should try for. I'm retaining water land, not, not <laughs> the empty nest. So, you know, all that unpredictability is actually good for your brain. So there you go. Yes, you want to get your 20-somethings off the couch. You know, yes, you want to make sure they're not just sitting around smoking and drinking and doing other bad things for them. But it's not necessarily a terrible thing if they haven't settled into a career or a permanent relationship or, you know, even a permanent area of study. That's okay. It can be a boon is what social scientists say. So there you have it. (laughs) Do you buy it? I, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I understand that I think your twenties are a period of, you know, great change and, and great develop personal development. Yeah. 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 I think that is true, but I, but the, I, you know, and that you might want to try multiple jobs or, you know, have multiple, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever during this time, as you try to find out what's, what's important to you. But, but the idea that like, that you shouldn't be an adult during this period or that you shouldn't be, you know, I mean, I think they're just attributing a lot of negative stereo, old stereotypes to, you know, you know, traditional values such as, you know, as family or work or, you know, job. And they're really just saying, don't get married at 22, get married at 28. You know, that's not eschewing traditional values. It's just saying don't settle down so quickly. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Okay. But you don't, you know, you're not, I mean, but like staying at your parents' home because you have your, the option to do that because you want to explore multiple things, 
you know, I don't know. There is great value in working too, don't you think? Yeah, Dave? no, again, they're not, he's not, the social scientist, the science is not saying lie on the couch at your parents' house for, for your 20s. They're actually saying the opposite. It's go out and do interesting things, get educated, acquire new skills, because this will actually help your brain in the long run. So you want to maintain the plasticity, Julie. Okay. with demanding okay. and cognitively stimulating activity okay. and, and less repetitiveness and the less exciting role of worker and spouse can close the window of plasticity. Okay. <laughs> well, but it, that's fine, but it doesn't, I don't know how you're going to afford to do all that. Way, so. Oh, you can do it. You, you're in okay. your twenties. It's a good time to be poor. All right. All right. Man. Well, we have to move on, Leanne. We have to move on to fall fashion because there is, there's actually a nip in the air here today in Dallas. I, I don't think you have it yet, but, but fall is coming. And our good friends at Chico's, you know how much we love those girls at Chico's. We do. I got a catalog, Leanne, and I want, uh, this is for you. I, I, this is some of the big themes that I want you to incorporate into your wardrobe. Because I, I, I feel like you always try to do that, Leanne. You always try to bring a lot of that plasticity to the fashion, to the fashion that you wear around yes. town. So number one, here's your big thing. You gotta go wild with a statement jacket, Leanne. Okay? <laughs> you, you just gotta go wild. It's gotta be in a show-stopping color, perhaps animal prints, mm -hmm. okay? And you got you have to find a coat with attitude. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Now I have coats with missing buttons yeah. and stains. I don't, I don't believe I have a coat with an attitude, but this is the time to be fiercely. And if you have to do one thing this fall, I want to make sure that you go out there and get a coat with an attitude. Okay. Okay. Catitude. Right. Okay. okay. You got that. Now let's just say you can't afford a new coat. Okay. Which, uh, you know, because you're working on your plasticity. Um, so. Or it's 95 and you think, when am I going to wear a coat? Okay. Okay. Well, the other thing, the, the other next big thing, the theme that you might want to embrace is a long vest. How do you? Oh, feel? you know, I I love vests. Okay. Okay. And, and most vests short. Like you I am. Long. I am I short. That. So a long vest um, that gives me pause. A long vest. What do you think? What do you think? Well, pa it's interesting you say pause. Were, were you saying pause or pause? Because you should get this long vest in leopard or tiger okay, or no. lion or lynx print. What do you think? Nope. Nope. No. You're not doing the long no. vest. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. I've got, how about, here's the next big theme that Chico's really wants you in, to embrace on your cape, on your cardigans, on your ponchos, even on your jackets and that's, or your skirts, fringe. Fringe, Leon, it's mm. back. It's yeah. Back in a big way. No? You know, I, I had a poncho with fringe, uh, and it was a fringed poncho with a leopard print. So that was like two years ago. So, wow, I checked off a lot of boxes. Yes, and I wore did. it for a year, and then I thought, well, I can't continue to wear this because it, it just it had a it had a lifespan for me. Like, I, I'm a grown woman. I can't wear fringe for the rest of my life. So yeah. I, I enjoyed it for the one season. And then I passed it on to a friend of mine's young daughter who absolutely loves it. So there, <laughs> there you go. So I think fringe has a short shelf life. So one season of fringe, yeah, go for it. Okay, Leanne. Well, given that you have now rejected the three big themes that I've brought to yeah. you, the long vest, the fringe, and the statement jacket, your only other option is gray. That's oh, I love gray. I love everything's, it. Everything's gray, Leanne. <laughs> so that's your color. That's your go-to color. 
Okay. If that is my go-to it, color. Yes. If you're not going to be bold or fierce with anything else, at least you'll just sort of blend in there. So um, that's... <laughs> Thank you, Julie. I mean, I just love reading the Chico's catalog. I, I mean, know. You just, it just, they go places. They just, they just put it out there. You know, I mean, it's outrageous, but... You know, it's it's um, I, I enjoy the the boldness that they bring to it. You know, they have a lot of fun with what they do. And I have a lot of fun reading that catalog. Now, Leanne, I also the other big trend that I was reading about this week are food trends. OK, and uh, a recent survey that came out about, you know, you know, about people's habits, about when they eat and how they eat. And, you know, it's not surprising that they're about 11 percent of us that don't have anything in the morning, not even coffee for breakfast, which, uh, you know, I mean, they just, they just go, go to work or, you know, uh, or go out without eating anything. But do you realize that 69% of people have indicated that they consume food and beverages past their expiration dates? Do you ever do that? (laughs) No. 69, 70% or nearly 70% of people Eat food past the expiration date? No, I and I'm pretty, yeah, I don't, no, I don't do that. Even a day, like I looked at something the other day, it was a day past, and I was like, we're done here. We're done. <laughs> no, I don't. It's just, just so risky. I mean, I mean, the same, in this same survey, about 70% of people believe in the five second rule, that if something falls on the floor, uh, you just, you can pick it up and eat it and there's no problem. Yeah, I just, that, that I haven't, yes, wiped it off. Yes, but I've it wiped it off. But it just means there are all... Depends where it falls. There are, but you had these two statistics together. <laughs> there are a lot of people eating dirty old food. Do you realize this? <laughs> right? <laughs> On a regular basis. So... The, um, now, the big winners in food, food trends, you know, everybody with, you know, these are food items with, you know, an upward tra- trajectory are, you know, yogurt, hummus, Mexican food, frozen sandwiches are big. I don't, I don't get that. But fresh fruit, snack bars, these are all things we are eating more of, even if they're, you know, past the due date, but we're still eating a lot of those. The big losers are soft drinks. We're drinking less soft drinks. Um, cake, steak, turkey, corn, and sadly, we are not eating toast anymore. Ah, isn't that funny? Because I, this week, I have been enjoying a piece of toast every morning thinking, I love toast. I should eat more toast. Honestly, I bought some good jam at the farmer's market. Just having toast and jam. That does sound like a very throwback breakfast, doesn't it? Yes, but I, I, delicious. I enjoy toast, Leanne. I think it's fine if it falls on the floor. You can pick it up fast. It it's I, th- that is what slightly stale bread is good for. A little bit of to- toast, toast, and toast. paninis. So <laughs> I'm hoping that we can save toast. I, you know, I, I enjoyed turkey and corn, mm-hmm. steak and cake. Uh, I'm not a soft drink uh, drinker, but uh, but I, let's try to save uh, toast. Okay, that's a good plan. Yeah, I encourage everybody go out and get one decent jar of jam and it's going to mm-hmm. turn your whole view of toast right around. I mean, mm-hmm. I got some plum jam this week. I was just trolling around in the kitchen looking for things to spread it on. <laughs> and toast That's is creative mind heart at work. Yes. Oh my God. What else can I eat this jam on? It's fantastic. <laughs> so... <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> and those are my big reports on fashion and food brought to you. All right, Julie, I have one movie review before we move on to Sister Satchnatch. One um, movie review for you. I think you would enjoy this movie. Uh, it, it was a romantic comedy that came out about six months ago. I tried uh, relentlessly to get my husband to see it in the theater. He would not go with me. So it popped up last week on my, um, you know, my DirecTV pay-per-view. He was out of town. I know your husband travels a lot. So I want to mm-hmm. re- recommend Words and Pictures. Oh, really? Oh, I haven't seen this. Okay. It stars Clive Owen and, oh, for goodness sake, the woman's name has just gone out of my head, but she's uh, Juliette Binoche. Okay. Oh, so okay. she's very cute. She's I, beautiful. And, you know, yeah. it is a, uh, it's not a perfect movie, uh, but there are perfect scenes in the movie. Oh, okay. So that's what I would say. It is a romantic comedy uh, for grownups. Uh, it's a very wordy screenplay, but I like that. It features Clive Owen. Did I mention that? It features Clive Owen. Um, even though, again, a flawed character, Clive Owen, Julia Panache's character, flawed character, but there is a lot to enjoy in it. So I just wanted to pass that on as someone who I know enjoys trolling around the dials at night alone. (laughs) (laughs) Your husband is out of town, so you should enjoy this movie. Okay, I will. I will check that out. Words and pictures. Yes. Thank you for that recommendation. Okay. Um, We are the Satellite Sisters. You can always go to our blog, SatelliteSisters.com. If you want to find out, usually I put links from the show there. Today I mentioned I would put a link to the, uh, the baby books by month there. That's a good place to start if you're looking for something. Many of you don't know, but there is a search feature on our website too. So every once in a while, I'll get an email about a recipe or this or a book recommendation, give that search feature a whirl. It actually works. It actually works. Surprises me sometimes that I was like, oh yeah, we have that search feature. You know, I mean, our blog isn't the most up-to-date platform, but uh, we have a a functioning search feature. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Sat Sisters, become a member of our Facebook group, which is very lively. Mm -hmm. So just uh, send us a request and you will be approved. Um, If you're not spam or selling sunglasses, yes, we'd be happy to approve you. (laughs) Um, So, and then remember to share the sisters. Thank you. Many of you did this week share the sisters after our podcast, and we appreciate that. All right, now is the time for Sister Sassnatch. This is, it just appears to be an occasional review of the Outlander TV series. Um, This was a particularly big episode, though, so we're going to spend some time on this. This was the Outlander wedding episode. I will tell you, basically, uh, give you a... If you're not if you're not watching the TV show, I think you'll still enjoy Sister Sassnatch. If you haven't watched the TV show, you can pick up the books and you can still enjoy Sister Sassnatch. Um, so the, finally, our time traveling nurse Claire marries our young Scottish Highlander uh, Jamie because of a political uh, situation and some legal issues. It's kind of like trying to get her green card that's what claire had to do so she was set up in this marriage to marry the young scottish highlander she is already married in 1945 but she is not married in 1735 yeah don't let that bother you yeah well it bothered her a little but she got over it uh as as soon as she saw jamie the highlander in that kilt sarong that we're going to talk about so in Julie, I know you didn't read the book, but in the book, the wedding night alone is 50 pages. 
All right. 50 so, pages. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Leanne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you are wondering, like, huh, how close is this to the book, though? The structure of this particular episode is kind of a look back in time over the wedding. We come to find out before the wedding, Claire, being a married woman, is an experienced woman in the bedroom. Jamie, our young Highlander, apparently not. So uh, there are many attempts to consummate uh, the marriage in the course of the night because, again, according to the law, that's what has to happen. But then they also told us the story of how the marriage came to be and how certain aspects of the wedding came to be. And I would just say, as someone who read the books 20 years ago, worth the wait, my friend. (laughs) Worth the wait. Oh, I mean, you've been, you've been waiting for 20 years yeah. to see this visually. Well, I, I mean, I, I have not read the book, Leanne, but I have enjoyed this series. But this is really what we've been waiting for over the weeks of these episodes. That you, you have these looks, these glances, these touches, these, you know, uh, occasional brushes up against each other. But but nothing, nothing. <laughs> Leanne, it left, left me gobsmacked. You know that word, gobsmacked? Yes. Okay. It's a Scottish expression for... <laughs> Holy cow. Holy cow. Yeah, it's TVM, and it was definitely TVM. You know, not leaving a lot to the imagination, but enough. I actually thought um, it was very tastefully done, Julie, until it was just tasty, frankly. I mean, there... That's, that's, yeah. I I watched it twice just to make sure I had um you know professional accuracy when we oh, talked about it. It's so funny you say that, Liam, because I wanted to watch it this morning before this podcast again. I just thought I was like, well, I saw it last night, but I bet it would be good in the morning too. Yes, <laughs> I I see. There will be things that you were too embarrassed to notice the first time. You will notice the second time. Oh, really? So okay, okay. I want to go in and review it, but let's let's pull out some of the highlights for me julie i would say there were three highlights uh and just in general these are inanimate objects yet somehow in the middle of a lot of animate objects these things stood out to me um first of all all men should be issued a plaid sarong okay we've talked about the kilts they've been wearing like how they kind of wrap them up like it's a pareo or a sarong and this one that plaid the fraser plaid it just took on a life of its own didn't it it had it, it was it was dreamy land uh, that there's no doubt about it it uh, had uh, historical meaning it like brought jamie to think about his family and his mother and yet it was also used as a prop at certain <laughs> points in the yes it was consummation yes. scenes which was really effective i thought mm-hmm. all right the other thing that really stood out to me holy moly that wedding dress I mean, yeah. it was it was gorgeous, and I I'm sure that it will become a fashion trend in upcoming weddings. That people will uh, will copy that style. I mean, she looked magnificent in it. Now I know they got it at a whorehouse, but yeah. but just just put that out of your mind, okay? <laughs> just put that out of your mind, okay? She looked magnificent in it. I mean, it was just, it was really special. It was. I did some research on it. I, after watching it, and then I had to go read all the blogs and see all the gifts and go to the Twitter and like come back and then watch it again. So, uh, but the dress itself actually took four months to make. It took several dressmakers four months to make. That's the hand stitching and the embroidery. And I guess at one point they changed the colors. They changed the location of the wedding. And so it was darker and then they wanted to lighten it up. And the here's an interesting thing. The um, costume designer is actually married to Ron Moore, the, produce, the executive producer of the show. 
Okay. They met on the show Carnival. So she wanted to recreate sort of the specialness of their romance uh, on that on that um, movie set or show set by like putting it all into the wedding dress. So I thought that was a very touching. It was very touching. <laughs> and there, then, was, there was a lot of touching. There was a lot of touching. <laughs> yes, indeed, Liam. That is true. And then I would like to single out the pearls. Uh, wow, Claire. Oh, 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 the pearls. <laughs> Claire really enjoyed those pearls, didn't yes, she? she? It was. <laughs> men. Who knew, the, who knew they had Scottish pearls? Huh. I, yeah, who knew? I don't yeah. know, man. If you're looking for the perfect gift, I suggest long pearls. What do you think, Joel? Yeah, I. That's that's it, Leon. I mean, they, when when he. Oh, oh boy, you're taking me back there. I, yeah. I can barely speak, Leon. Just thinking about the pearls. So yes, that is an ideal gift, and they don't have to watch <laughs> Outlander. Just long pearls, perfect. So, <laughs> but you know, Leon, the I think that many of the uh, the wedding elements will be. I'll be looking to see if people copy these. I mean, when you uh, candlelight ceremonies, everybody has those, right? Yeah. They had said that dubious minister. Okay, we have that. We right, have that. <laughs> right. The classic drunk priest. Well, he yeah, was sick, drunk, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The overbearing relatives. Yeah, there were people there. <laughs> I love the sentimental ring, Liam. That was a nice thing, right? That was it was uh, very meaningful, and I think Claire enjoyed that. Um, do you think that bloodletting will take on <laughs> as 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 a um um a device in marriage ceremonies that they, i couldn't watch it the first time and i really couldn't watch it the second time really so, oh okay no. but say they made small slits i mean i hope they didn't get any blood on that dress oh so. gosh i know yeah oh. yeah yeah so but and then they uh they you know small slits in their wrists and then they tied their wrists together as a bond uh so so it really was a pretty good wedding ceremony i think yes yes it was i think much better than her one that that uh, that she had in 1945 in the time travel continuum so okay can i i know you were talking about inanimate objects Mm -hmm. but just jamie in his shirt land can we talk about that okay when he was just parade it was a long night this is a very long and full night okay long they really get to know each other don't they emotionally and otherwise yeah yes yeah yes they do um uh, but just Jamie in that shirt while sort of parading around. Uh, I was also struck that there wasn't much privacy on their wedding night. No. I mean, people were coming in, they were going out, uh, they were having food. I, I mean, there was just, there was a lot of coming in. His going. uncle made a pass at her. Dougal. Yeah. What about Dougal, Leon? <laughs> I know you've always been, you've, you had uh, high hopes for him, but what do you think about He's that? He's a powerful figure. He's a powerful figure. That's what I would say. You know, I, you know, he needs a, that's, can't all be sunshine and roses there in Scotland. So he's a powerful figure. She's got to, they've got to stay on their toes with Dougal on their, on their heels. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I would say. So, and if you have not seen this episode, but, uh, but I'm sure you realize by, by now there is some nudity in yeah. this, in this episode, but you know, I mean, it was the most beautiful nudity. I <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, when, oh my gosh, when she, she took off his clothes. Oh, was, oh. you know what, Julie, you know what I thought in my mind? I thought, I think that's what my husband and I look like when we're naked. <laughs> that's what I'm going to imagine. Okay. Leanne. Okay. I think that's fair. I think okay. that's fair. In think, our, yeah. all of us in our minds, that's what we look like. Those yeah, two people. Like, those, that couple. <laughs> 
I, this is like the first time I was like thumbs up on time travel because <laughs> if this is what time travel gives you, this kind of nudity, I'm all for it. I compare and contrast with the uh, the HBO series The Girls, where there's a lot of realistic nudity. Okay, no, take me back to 1735. Okay. I don't like that stuff that I see on TV in 2014. Okay. <laughs> Time travel. So that is good. I well, think- uh, interestingly, I saw a, an interview with uh, the author, Diana Gabalon, and she was defending, you know, the, the, you know, the sex in the book basically. And she said, listen, this is not a romance. This, this story, this is a story about a relationship, a passionate relationship that lasts for many years. So those are two completely different things. So, Hear ye, hear ye. Way, way to go, Diana. Yeah, she did she, she did a fine job, and they did a fine job executing this. So, And I think the other thing that's very appealing for women watching this yeah. is, is sort of the role, obviously, the role reversal, you know, where Jamie is the innocent one, um, and it's Claire who's the teacher. And uh, uh, that, that uh, Jamie, I... Seems surprised and delighted by his teacher, don't you think? <laughs> that's, that's true. You know, there's a reason why 25 million copies of her books have sold. You know, she taps into something, and I don't think it's Scottish history, basically. <laughs> so she definitely taps into something. But I thought it was a really good episode. Very well done. Very well done. Lived up to, I think, the reader's expectations. And for someone like you that didn't quite know what was coming down the uh, down the line, you enjoyed it as well. I, I, I'm going to watch it again later today. I think I mean, you I, should. Yeah, make some more notes, will you? <laughs> and somehow there's like a mid-season finale next week. So yes. I don't know when it comes back. So if you're not watching it, uh, you have time to find a friend with stars and go rewatch the entire first se- season. You won't be disappointed. You will um, not. Yeah. You will not. Yeah, so we're getting a mid-season finale. All I know is, Julie, I went, I watched that episode, and I had reread the first book, Outlander. I went right down and downloaded Dragonfly and Amber. I started reading that again. <laughs> You're really going down deep on those 50 pages? And... I am, yeah. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And, you know, got myself some whiskey. There was a lot of whiskey consumed. That's, a, that's the other thing. A lot of whiskey consumed. But it seemed worth it. Seemed seemed to do the trick. So uh, well done. Well, well done, Outlander. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. We've got to wrap it up because Julie has to go watch the show again. Um, (laughs) uh, Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. I know just where you are. Shots in at your favorite bar. Crying in your glass, how love ain't fair. Well, you made your bed, my honey, I ain't there. So drink up, get drunk, and that's on me. Cause I'm worth the whiskey. Oh, so we